the guys from Ping, they've kind of shown me how much the equipment matters. I just love that I can hit any shot I kind of want. We're going to be able to tell some fun stories about what goes on here to help golfers play better golf. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Ping Proving Grounds podcast. I'm Shane Bacon. That is Marty Jertson. We're with Joaquin Neiman. And uh, we're in the tour truck, Joaquin, and we're in L.A. It's U.S. Open week. Um, you come back to L.A. What are the vibes like for you, obviously, with the success you had last year at Riviera? Yeah, obviously, it's always I always enjoy going coming back to California. Uh, we are pretty close from Riviera. I got, obviously, really good memories from that place. And... But yeah, I mean, the only, I think the only similar thing about here is just the year. So it's a totally different course than we, we play at Riv. Tell us about that week. Just recap the week last uh, last year at Riv. Viewers, uh, I mean, it's got to be super rare to win wire to wire. And especially that tournament, it was one of the most stacked fields. I think all uh, 11 of the top 11 the top 11 players in the world yeah. were in the field that De week. Decent start, by the way, too, Marty. 63-63 will play at almost yeah. any golf course in the world. So just tell us about that week, every round. Round one, round two, how you're feeling. And yeah, that yeah. was... Yeah, it was... I remember, actually, that was probably, like, the last couple of weeks of February. And I remember seeing Story Pines. I was playing amazing golf. And I, I told my team, my coach, that... I mean, it's. It, I, I remember telling them that I, the game feels so close, that it's right there. I just need to be patient. I was having a great atti attitude on the golf course. Uh, I was kind of like really understanding my swing, what was going on, what where the ball was going. Then I remember I played like two or three more tournaments after Tory, and I, I felt I was right there. And the week before, I was at my house. Uh, and I had such a week week off there I, where I how I, the way I train the way I prepare and once I came to Riviera I, it just it just felt like pretty pretty simple I mean I just needed to go out there play golf I knew it was coming at any time and and yeah I mean I, <laughs> I played amazing golf the first two rounds I I didn't feel like it was an much effort I was just hitting the ball nicely off the tee I was putting amazing I my my approach shots to the green were pretty good too. So I mean everything that week was amazing. Uh the first two rounds, obviously then we go to the to Saturday and for me the weekend was more like another tournament. Obviously you got the first two days, I was leading, but obviously you still need to win the tournament. You got two more days. I remember Saturday was a really good day too. I I got I, I think I was five under in a, a moment. And I was probably 20, 20, 21 under, I think. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is working. <laughs> and then I always struggle a little bit on number 12. And on the teacher on number 12, it, it doesn't feel well for me. Like, you want to hit that little fade, but you don't want to start it too far left. Right. So I was kind of like always on that right rough. But, but yeah, I mean, Saturday was, was a really good day. I didn't finish the right way, I think. But but yeah, I mean, I knew I knew that on Sunday I had a, a little margin, but I just, I still needed to play well again, and and yeah, I mean, I played with Cameron Young, and I felt that I started the round pretty good, other than I three putted number number one, or I missed a short putt on number one for birdie, but I kind of was still really focused on my game. I knew I was hitting the ball great. I had a have a great warm-up and I remember on the warm-up I, I, I remember this I was 
on the right side of the range and there's like a little chipping ring there. And I always like doing little bets with, with Gary, with my caddy before we go out. And there was like 40 yards to this pin on the, on the, on the chipping green. And I was warming up. I grabbed my driver, start hitting drivers. I was like, all right, big guy, how much if I, if I make it to the hole? Like I'm just messing around with the driver. And I hit like a 50 yard driver and I made it. <laughs> I was there with my trainer also with AC and he was like, all right, I think I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can go out and play now. Yeah. What's that was, that was what's the stress level? I mean, golf is so funny because we get more stressed when we're in a position that makes us uncomfortable. You know, when a guy that's never broke eighty is sitting on seventy eight on the eighteenth tee, you know, and all of a sudden you're stressed out, even though that's where you've wanted to be for so long in your life. You open sixty three sixty three at this historic golf course, historic tournament, and you said it's a different tournament when you get to Saturday. Does the stress almost intensify because you played so well those first two rounds? Yeah, after those first two rounds, obviously expectations are way lower the first two that yeah. first two rounds. You just went out there and play and I play amazing and then obviously the next two days you 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 know that you can win the tournament and, and you want to win it. So yeah, I think I think expectations were a little bit higher on, on the weekend. Uh but I also were pretty good to manage my game especially on Saturday I, th I think Saturday was a really important day to to get prepared for Sunday and yeah I mean also it helps a lot being we stayed in a house with with all my friends also and that helped me a lot to kind of get distracted uh, on what was going on on the golf course yeah, so Joaquin, we've heard uh, you you travel around. You got a you got a tight crew. You got you travel with. What are some fun things you do to decompress uh, when you're traveling playing tournaments? Yeah, I remember. Well, it, it always change. <laughs> it used to be a lot of gaming before. Uh, we remember with Carlos and Sebastian Munoz, we stayed the three of us together. And at that time, we were playing we were playing a lot of Call of Duty, and. I remember we we always tried to go up early, do our practice early, play early, trying to do everything early. That way we can come back to the house and, <laughs> and do video games. I got to go do work for a little bit yeah. so I can go out and have some fun. Uh, but yeah, then, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And I the other day we were talking about it and I remember the, that sometimes that, Playing video games, it helped me a lot to kind of like forget about it, right. what was going yeah. on the golf course. And I remember at Greenbrier when I won, I on Sunday my tea time was like at 3 p.m. something like that. I wake up like at seven in the morning, and all my friends at that time were really into Fortnite. And I was like, wake up, I already have a coffee, I have breakfast. I was like, I mean, I got like six hours to yeah. my warm up. <laughs> Hey guys, you want to play Fortnite? <laughs> we start playing Fortnite for like three, four hours before my tea down. I kind of like forgot about everything else. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> Ga gaming can get the mind away from the golf course. Um, Really important question here. How long did it take you living in the United States where you stopped getting annoyed that Americans called it chili? What do you say? Chili. You know, Americans say chili. They don't say yeah, Chile. Chile. How long did it take you to realize that's the way Americans pr pronounce it? Yeah, it's... I mean, between that and my name, it just—I <laughs> think it's too much work for them. <laughs> our, our, our accents don't yeah, work great, but it's fine. Yeah, I gotta kind of like learn instead of Juaco with J, they, I gotta say like try to say Juaco with like a W. Okay, Juaco and 
they kind of started getting it. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, they, they think I'm from Chile and they started talking about the Chile, the, the spicy. That you eat, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We actually don't have much spicy like Mexicans do, but yeah. Joaquin, tell us about uh, just your start with Ping, like uh, the first clubs you got, um, just to, what, what that journey looked like. When did you start playing golf? Yeah, I started playing probably when I was three, two years old. I, I was always walking in my house with plastic clubs yeah. everywhere. I got pictures that I can barely walk, and I was with a plastic bag walking around. And, and I think my... I remember on Christmas uh, when I was, I don't know, probably like eight, seven years old, I got my first set of clubs and it was the pink Moxie. I don't know if you guys remember oh, that yeah, one. It was Moxie. Like all blue, blue bag. Yep. It was the driver that it was like 13 degrees. And I remember that after I got like a bigger set than the pink Moxie, I, I kept that driver as a three wood. Nice. And I was using my other driver and I had this pink moxie driver that was like 13 degrees and I was hitting it like a fairway wood and it was, <laughs> it was my favorite club of the back. <laughs> um, we, we, we interviewed Sahith in the same seat uh, about a month ago and we were talking about him getting into ping early and then you get to that point where you're signing a contract with ping. How weird was that day? How cool was that day when you think back to your junior set and you've got a 13-degree driver, and you're putting that in play as you're 12, 13, 14 years old, and then you get to professional golf, and all of a sudden you're a ping athlete. How was that experience for you, and, and how was that moment? Yeah, for me, I, I, since I was 10, 12, since I was really into golf, I've always been a big fan of, of ping. I remember in Chile, they had a lot of professional tournaments, and there was this cup, few couple guys where they have their ping bag, the white and black bag and I always look at it and I always dream of having a tour bag you know putting your claps there a, a clean towel uh, you know <laughs> just feel like a pro and I remember when I was I think it was 15 and I got in contact in contact with Ping and I was uh, who helped me out he was uh, Scott Sullivan so I remember he was a little bit of a pain in the ass because I was all the way in Chile <laughs> and sometimes I would ask them for claps because I was not able to go to the US for right. a while and they sent me the claps they were sitting in Aduana for a, for a couple months and I oh it was it was a lot of work to get claps from from here to Ch to Chile and and then yeah and then when I turned pro I, I always knew that I I was gonna be a, a pink player. I always been a, a. I always used their clubs since I was 15, 14 clubs. I always been pink. So, so yeah, everything came up pretty easy. I got used to the driver. I mean, like we always talk about it, how different the drivers look from each other from different brands. And since I started using pink, I every time I put another driver on the on the ground, it's not like I do it every time. I never do it. But but you see them and it's like, I mean, you get so used to the face, to the look of it, and obviously more than the feeling of how it feels. Once you put the driver on the ground, you you, you immediately know that this is your club. Yeah. So, Joaquin, you play uh, irons that help you launch them a little bit higher in the air. So, uh, tell us about your, your um, 
kind of that journey choosing the irons you play uh and then uh, you do some interesting things on what i think on the top end of the bag into the wedges yeah. you play our uh like set our specialty wedge 48 degree as opposed to a pitching wedge right yeah what how do you make that decision like between the pitching wedge and you know playing yeah, our, it, our 40 46 degree, i'm gonna listen 46. to this because i'm currently in exactly in, in that right dilemma now. i'm very, I'm very interested 46 in this point. The wedge yeah it's like wedge yeah. or do you play the yeah, glove yeah so um, i never just uh like played blade faces on the irons i always kind of like it a little bit bigger and the eye blades for me are the perfect size but when i go to the wedges Obviously, a wedge, you, you like to see a, a knife there, you know? <laughs> and and I think the wedge is, is kind of like right there. It doesn't have a number. So, you got you know, you have number nine, eight, seven. The wedge is still a degree club, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. 46, 47, yeah. right. You want to see that number? So, I like having the wedge. And I like to play a lot between numbers from 150 yards down. I like to hit a lot of... In between clubs, I like to take off a little bit. So the wedge is just perfect for me to con control the distance a lot better. And and yeah, obviously now we, we go for the four iron. I I remember last year for the playoffs, I, I was with my coach. And obviously for me, hitting a high and spinny is, is hard. I, I prefer way better to hit it low and, you know, with less spin. So obviously we got to some courses where I got 220 yards and I cannot stop it on the green because my forearm doesn't launch too high. And I I was with my coach and we were he was giving me this idea of trying a, a five res, uh, five rescue. I was like, no, I, I mean, I... You know, you don't want to go, you don't want to take your four out of the back. Maybe right. a three, but not a four. You know? <laughs> I'm 24. <laughs> You're like, I don't need another head cover. I'm, I'm, I'm a young guy out here. And then you don't know if you can put the four rescue where the four iron used to be. Right, or where do you put wood. it in the back? <laughs> <laughs> what slot does this oh, fit in? Yeah. Yes. So these are the, there's, way, there's these a lot of problems. These are the important professional golf problems. Exactly. <laughs> and my coach was like all over me. No, you got to use it. I was like, no, 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 no. Once I try it, I'm like, yeah, this like club it. is good. I like this, yeah. It's awesome. I and I also sometimes when when we play a lot of Bermuda around the greens, I like. I, I used to love hitting like seven woods around the green, and with the rescue now is it's unbelievable. And I remember I put it for the playoffs, and and Elo, my coach, was telling me, "I'm telling you, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of strokes, and every stroke you're gonna owe me." certain amount of money that we paid that time <laughs> and we started the bmw with that club and i chip in like two times with that club with with the with, with the, the five rescue, hybrid with the, yeah, the, with the five rescue <laughs> yeah it's like todd hamilton yeah. level yes and then and uh, then i got to tour championship and i always struggle on number nine because you gotta hit a really good four iron to to hit the green and right, then and stop hold it, it. Yep. yeah and I think that week I hit the four rescue every day, and I think I was like one under through the yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, and I missed a short putt for birdie. I couldn't be two under on that hole easily. I was like, yeah, this club is good. <laughs> are you are you a tinkerer? I mean, are you are you someone that is always kind of tinkering with their clubs? Or are you someone that gets their set what in a mean, place? What do you mean tinker? Like, tinkering mean you're changing a lot. You're wanting to adjust maybe a grind, or you're replacing certain clubs in your bag. Or are you pretty consistent with your bag week to week? Yeah, no, I'm pretty consistent with my bag. I think I I have the same stuff for 
probably since I start since I start my professional oh, career. Wow. I I don't change much. I I think when I start changing too much, I kind of like start blaming a little bit the club, and <laughs> and I blame something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I mean, I always I got, I'm I'm really like a field player, and I and when when I know the club is doing what I like. I just keep it on the back, and then if it's not doing what I was supposed to do, I know I gotta I gotta change something on the swing, or I gotta start feeling something different. And I'm 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 a little bit more that way. Maybe if I, I think the most, the 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 club that I have changed the most is maybe the sixty where I messed yeah. up a little bit with the lie, with leading edge, uh, depending on the course, the bunkers, yeah. how much sand there is on it, and and yeah, and then. The other thing that I changed when since I turned pro it was my driver. Uh, now I have it a little bit more, a little longer. It's almost forty six. Oh wow, not nice. quite, but yeah, almost forty six. And I gain a lot of distance from there, and also it feels better for me. And also I hit a little straighter too. Shane, there's some there's some awesome lessons in this for the everyday golfer. Like Joaquin, you're you're the the rescue you play, the hybrid you play is a five hybrid. Yeah. Right, so he's got a five so iron, five hybrid. Say it. Yeah, say oh, I'm sorry. I'm he was sorry. Like, yes, it's a five hybrid. <laughs> but that's such an important degrees, lesson, I think, you know, yeah. because the if you play our i blades or our blueprints, i series, i two thirties, we have a lot of players that that the gapping those hybrids are meant to gap with our G right irons that go really far, right? So you can play like the five hybrid and a five iron, and you, the gapping will be good. You're probably hitting that like. 20% higher in the air. Yeah, than way the higher. Iron, I mean, it lasts right? like a pitching wedge, but yeah. 225. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So some weeks you'll swap that out for a four iron. Yeah. Right? I, think, I think this week at the US Open, I, I, I might put the four iron because it's going to be a little bit of wind there and yeah. kind of like mixing the the numbers. So I'll, I'll put also the, the four. Also, the par iron. threes are a mile long. Yeah. So. Par three. Yeah. <laughs> been three with as hard as I can. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I was, we were joking. Uh, what is it? Is sevens the the lengthy one? Is that is that right? Sevens two ninety ish or two eighty six? But you know, eleven's longer, but it's a little bit more downhill. And into the win on seven, I think you're going to see the big head covers come off for certain players. Oh, definitely. I mean, just yeah. uh, I play with Mito and Mito hit a beautiful three when he he didn't hit the green i mean it was just short so <laughs> yeah you're like this is a par three yeah. <laughs> um you mentioned being 24 and i wanted to ask you this because golf is getting younger by the minute and as a 24 year old do you still feel like one of the young guys or are you starting to feel more like a veteran of professional golf considering every year two or three or four you know, college graduates or amateur players are popping up and not just being on tour, but contending on tour. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I obviously I'm I'm still 24, but I all these guys that are coming out now. I mean, I feel that I've been here for a while, and I it's been it long, a long time. And I, if I remember, if I look back and I remember since I started, it does feel like a lot of years. But but yeah, I mean, obviously I st I still feel like I'm a I'm a okay. kid. I'm just 24. I uh yeah yeah i mean doesn't feel much difference Joaquin, i want to go back to that driver 46 inches or close to 46 now what what did you play before that and and how did you kind of experiment with that yeah and what, what's the loft on the 40 on the 46 inch? yeah so is there they had the 430 with the lst yeah uh it's 10.5 degrees around there and I remember I had the standard shove it was probably 40 i think it's 45 40. And a quarter probably yeah yeah and yeah, I, I started messing with it. 
I think the week before the President's Cup in 20, 2019. Yeah. And what I did, I we tipped the bottom of the shaft a little bit, a little bit more, one inch more, I think it was. And then I left it a little bit longer and I went from a D, uh, to right D from the D7 to the D6. Six, yeah. So a little bit of, I mean, it was a little lighter, but a little bit longer. So. Yeah, I mean, since since that year, I tried it for the first time at the President's Cup, and it and it worked great. I mean, I still hit it high, a, a little bit higher. Uh, I can hit it low also, which is easier for me. So yeah, I can come wear around both ways. I mean, my driver is yeah one of my favorite claps of the bag. So you saw an increase in ball speed with that? Yeah, in, I got in distance. Yeah, and clap speed yeah. was probably like three. Three, four miles yeah. more. So. This is such an important lesson, Shane, to be able to go experiment with longer length. And then we even have some calculations on this for the everyday golfer that, you know, I think for every three yards you gain in distance, you can live with one more yard of offline, okay. right? If you're if you're if you're on the a tour level player. So it's it's fun to to see not every PGA tour player uh and player on the on the big tours playing in the majors is playing a 44 and a half inch driver right, right. right you know and you're, you're seeing more distance there but we're still able to keep the control yeah obviously with your mechanics you're you're you have a lot of handle lean at address and so that's why you're playing the 10.5 right yeah yeah no i, I mean always been a higher love driver i like to to see the the face a little bit more open because i mean i'd say for me it's really easy to go down on it and yeah Hit it low as low as I can. More natural for you to hit it low than for yeah. you to try to get it up in the air. And yeah. then, and then with this, obviously, with this head and, the, and the, a little bit longer shaft, it's way easier for me. I can step a little bit behind the ball and just send it up Launch in the it. air. So. Yeah, nice. Um, I heard you're a car guy, <laughs> uh, big time car guy. What's the garage like right now? Can you just t- walk us through the Joaquin Neiman garage? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, a, I'm a big fan of cars. I, I love, I love to. Obviously, the look of them. I like to drive them. I, I mean, right now I just bought my last car. And it was a well, last car for now because I, <laughs> I know I'm gonna be kind of mix it up of every course, time. Of course, of course. And right now, I the last car I bought was a GT3, okay. uh, and I love it. It's manual and so much fun to drive. And also, uh, the week after Washington, uh, we went to Austin with Sergio, and we rented the. Uh, the racetrack in Austin. Yeah, yeah. The one that they raced for Formula nice. One. And I took my my McLaren. We took it there and we were driving on the track and it was one of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Letting it loose. Did you, was it hard to get you out of there? Were you like, no, we can still drive? Yeah, right? I mean, we arrived like at 8 in the morning and we left like at 5. Really? It was all day. I had to put gas on the car for like two times. <laughs> do, do you do you have like rules about buying cars? Where okay, if I win again, I can yeah. buy a car. If I do certain things, or is it just kind of when you're feeling itchy yeah, and you're scrolling no, on Instagram and you go, you know what? No, it's time. no, no. I like to, I like to, to give myself when I do something right. Like okay. obviously, I remember I was, I mean, I was looking at car for a while, the, the McLaren. And I was like, yeah, I need to, I need to play better to, to <laughs> kind of like give it to myself, you right. know? Yeah. And I, 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 I told Carlos, my, my agent, okay, uh, <laughs> I want to buy this car. Okay. I was playing uh, Hawaii the week after the next few weeks and obviously gave me some extra motivation to, to play better. And after I finished second on the two weeks in Hawaii, obviously I was 
pissed because I, I didn't win. But I told Carlos, like, hey, I, I really want this car. <laughs> Can we do something? Like, yeah, I think you deserve it. That's fine. I'll, yeah, do it. All right. Thank you. I went and I started scrolling. That's down. good negotiation, by the yeah, way. That's like, well played. Yeah, it's not like, a, hey, I'm going to buy this car. All right. Thank you. No, I, I got, I'd like to put some rules on myself and also, I mean, if I had a bad attitude on the golf course or I don't like to give, give myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joaquin, you, uh, I've heard you have a simulator at your, so what's it, is this, in so, the, is this in the house? In the house. So, uh, what's it like, uh, you know, driving on the simulator then going on the track and how does that compare to a, I don't know if you ever played simulator golf or hit indoors. Yeah. How does it compare to golf, the golf side? Yeah, it's actually pretty. I mean, I'll say that it helps me a lot to to be a little better on, on the on the racetrack with a regular car. Uh, I mean, I spend a lot of time on the on the simulator, and it is a lot of fun. I I actually bought the same simulator as uh, Sergio and Carlos did, so we we kind of like play online to each other and. And I mean, it's awesome. You can race Formula One to uh, like a normal, like a GT3 or like McLaren. I mean, you can race the same cars that, I mean, any type of car you, you can imagine. And and it changed all the vibration on the on the steering wheel, the braking, the, the, the acceleration. So it is a lot of fun. And also you can kind of like learn the, learn the track also. Yeah. Like I, 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 I race on online on the Austin racetrack. Yeah. And you can kind of have an idea of the breaking points and the turns and the it's lines. It's like full on scouting, Joaquin. Yeah. I'm very impressed. And it's and it's awesome. I mean, you can and then when you really get there to the racetrack, I mean, obviously now you got your. <laughs> your I mean, now I mean now it's between that and I mean you can dive. You you messed up, there, right? You right, know? right. So it's not like on the simulator where you can break right there. Yeah. The turn. Here it's like uh, I think I'm gonna break a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give yeah. it as much leeway. Do but, you do any online scouting for golf courses? I mean, do you ever do like look at videos before like a major championship course that you yeah. haven't played or haven't seen at all? So for this course, I was trying to find a golf tournament, but obviously there there were none tournaments before, and they the USDA had a had a video like a flyover if I recall, right. and yeah, I like I like to do that kind of like have a an idea of what the course is doing, and I also once I play the tournament, I kind of I have a better idea where where the fairway is going, what the greens is doing. And I like also to be visualize a little bit my shots. So that like seeing the flyovers or, or past tournaments, it can, can really help you. A little bit like the track where you, you kind of have an idea yeah. of what it's going to look like. Yeah. Uh, Joaquin, let's talk about putting a little bit. You're using a PLD yeah. answer. What has your journey been on putters through your career? You know, from a junior yeah. until now. Yeah, I I changed a little bit. I remember. I mean, I always have the same same answer too. I used to have the the, the answer too when I came out, and I remember I had a thirty four inches shaft, thirty three maybe, and I started working with Stanaldi yeah. for my first two years, and I went a little bit longer shaft, I think to thirty six, and yeah, I mean it's always nice to have options and people that can help you out here yeah. on the track to to obviously i mean the more you try you you can have a better idea of what were the difference of the club the shaft what they do how they feel and and yeah with the putter i went from 36 inches and then we build a pod 
because I didn't like the I don't know how you the regular line, the long line that it has yep. on the on the bottom. Because I like to putt with the with the line on the ball. So sometimes that line with the line of the putter was kind of like not on the same line for me for my eyes. And and we built with Tony a, a POD an answer two with the line on, on top, like a really short line. Yeah, around the top rail. And that is I mean, that's been my gamer for for I mean probably three three years almost. Are you still using that longer yeah. length, 36? No, I, I, I went back to back. 30, 35, I think it is okay, right now. Nice. And, but yeah, it's the same club phase, the same putter phase for, for, for a while. And I and I really love it. I We messed a lot with the, also with the with the face of the putter. We had like no, like super firm, how you call it, when it's just smooth, smooth. Uh, milling. Yeah, yeah, smooth milling. Then we go to semi-deep milling and then super deep. We yeah. kind of like try everything. And I mean, and, and I and for me, this, the softer it comes of the face, for me, like I have a better feeling of what the ball is going to do and the speed of the putter, yeah. distance control. So yeah, I mean, that's been my putter. Sometimes it behaves really good. Sometimes... It doesn't behave really good, but does it get in trouble if it's? Does he put it away from the bag? Like, what's the what's the nah, rule? Putters being bad. No, you yell at it at all. He's my baby. Okay, he, okay. <laughs> you're nice to it. I always try to talk nice to it. Could be a good dad. I know. I <laughs> yeah. I, he never had a, a, a hard time. He okay. he goes on the bag <laughs> nicely. He yeah. You've got <laughs> to use it on every hole in theory, right? Unless yeah, you're chipping. He knows in. I'm gonna be with him for. I mean, sometimes it's probably a good idea to have another one there. That way, he he feels jealous. Yes, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I I'm not like that. Um, <laughs> we'll get you out on this. Uh, what's your favorite thing about living in the U.S. And what's the number one thing you miss about home? Uh, number one, living in. I mean, I live in Palm Beach right now, and for me, I picked that place because. Honestly, I think it's where I can be a better player. I can focus more on my game or on, on my day-to-day -day routines. And yeah, I think it's where I, I can be a better golfer. And what I miss of Chile, obviously, are every, I mean, my friends, my, my, my own family lives in Chile. So that's kind of tough a little bit sometimes, but obviously it's what I decide to be. And sometimes it's hard to to be away from home for for so long. I mean, I just go back for early December for a couple, probably one month for New Year and Christmas. But, but yeah, I mean, they understand that this is what I love and this is what I, yeah, this is what I love to do. And they understand pretty good. When you go home, what is the reception like? When the plane lands and you get off the plane, is it a celebration? Are there people there? Or is it pretty calm and cool and collected and you just kind of go home and... And just blend in. Yes, I mean it's getting every time a little bit more busy. Okay. Uh, obviously, whenever I go back, I always try to do something on the golf course where they they can watch me play because there is a lot of people. Obviously, they cannot travel to the U.S. Right. It's way too far for them, expensive, and being able to play in Chile, have all the people there, uh, enjoy a golf round uh, in a, a a golf tournament that I can play there in Chile. And I, I, it's also something that I really love to to go and play in Chile. I mean, probably uh, right now it's probably too much people, and I and I'm it's hard for me to focus on on playing golf there because there's so much going on. But I mean, there is nothing 
for me better than going back there, playing with my friends, play a little game, play different courses that we used to play in Chile when I was 16, 17. Right. Like those memories for me are never going to, I'm never going to forget those. You and Mino, who, who, uh, who hits it further off the tee? Uh-oh. I think the have you seen the, his size? I, I think the face. <laughs> I, do you see he, he has his face, hat off. You like, didn't, he didn't even have to answer. Uh, he's built different. He's just too he's big. He's, uh, he's no, but I mean, some. If you get him, do you tell him? Sometimes he's. He, I mean, sometimes I can. Yeah, I can hit it past him, but most of the time he he's past me. I mean, sometimes he's he's not trying to hit it too hard, and I'm trying to give it everything. So I think those times when You're I'm leaning in, yeah. that thing's like <laughs> six degrees. <laughs> But if we go out there and, meet, uh, and I told me to hit as hard as you can and I try to hit as hard as I can, he, he will get me. Yeah. Um, what is a week to week? I'm going to eat at this place every week on the road. What's your place? On the road? Oh, it's hard decision right now. I, I, I think my first couple of years, it used to be Chipotle. Yep. I it was my go-to place. And I, feel like that's the, I feel like that's the PGA Tour answer. Oh, yeah. but, I mean, I do it too. Yeah, I think it's everybody says the same thing. Are you, out, are you not doing it anymore? You, no, you, not anymore. You I fell out of love. I got a little, little tired of that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're, you're kind of in between spots uh, right now. Yeah. No, I mean, what we're doing lately, obviously, we're, we're renting houses and we had a chair for all of us. So he's, yeah, I, I love it. You're going to do in and out this week? Oh yeah, on Sunday. Okay, Sunday in and out. Sunday in and out. Okay, hundred percent. If let's say let's say you win the U.S. Open, still in and out on Sunday. Still in and out on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you should celebrate a U.S. Open win. Yeah, I always like to have a burger on Sundays. I mean, I like Chick Fil A's, but on Sunday, oh yeah, so like ah, yeah. Walking now, you're you're an avocado guy, right? (laughs) So how do you actually eat it on the golf course? Like how do you how do you do it? Wait, wait, this is an on-course snack. No, I mean, uh. No, no, I, I just, if I wait too much, the avocado is not going to look good. So I'll, I'll keep it for my breakfast or after the round. But yeah, I love eating avocado. In Chile, it's a big thing. You eat a lot of smashed avocado on a on a toast. Yeah. And that's the one thing I do when I arrive in to Chile. <laughs> it's a different type of bread too. So that way it tastes so good. Well, Joaquin, we really appreciate it. Um, Good luck this week. Good luck the rest of the year. Um, we'll chat with you soon. Keep uh, trying to hit it past me, too, okay? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> there you go. And this is the Peruvian Grounds Podcast. <laughs>